This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. Amen. Please take your seat. Good to see you in church. Some of you, we haven't seen you for yokes. I shall not mention your name, lest you get angry with me and put me in a headlock when the service is finished. I'm glad I'm here. I thank God for his goodness. We continue on our theme of grace matters. And this morning, by the grace of God, I'm going to speak on the matter of ministers of the grace of God. We are supposed to be Hey, when someone turns around to you and says, you are beautiful, you say, Lord, I give you praise. You say, why hasn't anyone said it to me? I wouldn't answer that question. Somebody said to them, oh, you are beautiful. That's the grace of God. And some of you men, God are giving such wonderful, wonderful wives. You don't deserve, well, I suppose that's grace, isn't it? If you're going to complain, that's grace. Honorable, are you there? It's okay. <laughs> you know the problem you caused? Last week, we were talking about somebody. Somebody thought it was you. I said, no, not, not this one. <laughs> Amen. Let me carry on what I came here to do before I get myself into trouble. Objectives of our theme. Have you been blessed by the theme we've treated so far? What have you done about it? Last week we were challenged that it should really have an impact upon our lives. Father, I just pray that you will help me to communicate truth. Amen. Elder Eddie, I was, I was talking about you and then lo and behold, you had, dis you had disappeared. And um, never mind. You sat there so coolly and you, for once, I don't normally envy you, but for once I envied you, you know? So the objective is to ensure that what we preach and teach and practice will point people to God and his goodness. Remind us never to forget that all we have has come through the grace of God alone. There's a lady over here, and um, you look at her mother, you look at her, and say, I said to her, listen, he only got it because of her mother. So, yes, unfortunately, mother has gone to be with the Lord. Absolutely beautiful. Some of us, we pass on our bad habits to our children, and then we repent in ashes and sackcloth. So this is not a mere theological exercise. We're not doing exercise in theology. We're doing, this is real practical. How does it affect us? You know something, Pastor Backway, you know somebody, if I mention your name, it's just, I, I, I tell you what I'm looking for in the new year, when we come to church and everybody smiles at each other. Possible or impossible? Possible. I don't want to come to church. You see somebody come in and then you want to, you don't know where to dock because you know they're going to drop something on you. It's not funny. Grace, the house of grace. When you go home, a home of grace. I remember ages ago, a woman said to me, when I hear his car coming, my heart begins to palpit. palpitate. Is the word, isn't it? There's a palpitation because husband will come home. A wife should rejoice when the husband comes home for goodness sake and vice versa. Why have you turned yourself to a tyrant at home? We want to declare loudly without equivocating that the ANC lives and operates only on the basis of the grace of God, that and that alone. Now what I'm going to do is, I'm going to read some, some, some scriptures to you. 
Hopefully, I wouldn't comment on those scriptures. Just read them to you. You listen to them. You cogitate. Think about them. And then I'll go on to what I want to say. Yep. Okay. So I'm on slide three. It says, please consider these. Psalm 45 verse 2. You are fairer than the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Someone say amen. amen. Grace is poured upon your lips. Isaiah 50 verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. These are not things that are far away. The word is nigh, is nigh thee. Even thy mouth, the word of faith which we preach. So it says that morning by morning, he awakens me. You know, some of us should learn to go to bed on time. If you go to bed at 2 a.m., chances of you waking up at 5 a.m. to pray are very, very slim. Very, very slim. This is, this, this is common sense, very, very practical. practical. Matthew 10, 5 to 8. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go in the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely have you received, freely give. That is what grace is all about. Freely have you received, freely give. When you find out that you cannot look at people in the, in, the, in the eye, then you know that you are not a person of grace. As they say in the Latin, oculus to oculus. Look at you in the eye. They say you are shifty-eyed. Look at you in the eye. Not out of defiance, but out of love. And Big Joe, after that, you're not going to say, do you want to do lunch? Please. Only you and I understand what that means. No comment. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Pastor Sam, this, this verse used to be, I could, age 18, 19, 20, they were the scriptures we used when we were going from place to place, praying for people for the, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One was hot then. I'm not saying I'm cold now, but every scripture on the baptism. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? We don't even know that there's anything called the Holy Spirit. So into what baptism have you been baptized? Oh, we're baptized in the baptism, in the baptism of, of, of John. Yeah, John indeed preached the baptism unto repentance. This apostle Paul asking, but these were the scriptures we run by. John 63, one of the scriptures I came to know, ah, it is a spirit, John 63, it's a spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And we are preaching on the subject of being ministers of vehicles of grace, ministers of grace. My ministry, my job, my calling, yours also is to minister grace. And when you minister something else, please, I will say this over and over again. If you get upset, please, that's your problem. If I don't minister grace, I become a disgrace. By implication. 
This one we're talking, somebody says something, I say, com complete the English properly. By, some, oh, big man. I call somebody a big man. Somebody say, well, if there's a big man, there must be a small man. Pure English. Big, bigger. Small, smaller. Good. No, 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 no. Gooder, gooder. <laughs> Good, gooder, goodest. God, thank you for deliverance. The would-be minister of grace must pray and desire to speak words that are spirit alive. There are those who speak words that are spirit, but death. Somebody sent me something. Yeah, I think, yeah, I know who it is. Sent me a video, and this, this woman was talking to, because of something we treated, was talking to some a, a friend and said, listen, when you upset her, and she begins to think of bad thoughts and that's something that the things are going to happen and so somebody had done something to her sorry i'm shouting now somebody had done something to her and then she begins to i've forgotten the full story properly please forgive me but i think something begins to burn and then this particular person when it gets halfway the thing stops the thing stops i said what's happening over here and then the demon she says her mother his mother has been praying oh it, i think it was a boyfriend his mother has been praying for him back in the day when praying for people with uh, anyway, you know, people. Somebody, somebody, somebody will tell you. When I think evil about some somebody, it happens. I said, you mean you are you are practicing witchcraft, isn't it? That's what it is. Somebody said to somebody, you, you beat me in the you beat me in the day, I'll beat you in the night. I said, if you talk like that, you are practicing witchcraft. What else can it be? Come on, somebody tell me what else can it be? Let's learn to call a spade a spade. Say, you are practicing witchcraft. If he says, are you calling me a witch? Well, you are, no, I'm not, I didn't call you a witch. I just said you are practicing witchcraft. Two different things. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Unfortunately, some of us have learned to curse in church. Hey, let me say this. Somebody said to me, when you preach this, is the thing, this sermon is not for only you guys over here because this sermon, wherever I listen to, it applies to you. Don't, don't come and tell me that I'm preaching about people practicing witchcraft in Kennington. I'm not talking about... You see, we can People will try to shut you up by so many tricks. But I would say, I will not be silent and I will not be silenced. No way, no way, no way. And I should say, by the special grace of God. Amen. The words that I speak. Oh, I tell you something. There are people who need help. They come my way. They come your way. Why can't I speak peacefully into their lives? Say to the weary one, your Lord will surely come. He will come and save you. There are people when night comes, they can't go to bed. And I come to church, I want to fight somebody. I mean, what's wrong with you? What, 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 what is wrong with you? My job, my ministry is to set the captives free. Open prison doors, set the captives free. When I say my job, it's your job also. Ah, Ranet Bunker was preaching once. He said, that's what he says in my Bible. Open your Bible to see if he says the same thing in your Bible. He's gone to glory now. Brothers and sisters, God has called, called us to do something. Ministers of grace, vehicles of grace, countries of grace. And whatever it is that Pastor George will come. If they taught you to, you go into meetings, they teach you to curse, please stop going. They're practicing witchcraft. Some of us are sitting in Europe. We send back to Africa and they teach us. Let me talk about this. They teach you how to curse people. I had one who said, put, 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 put water on fire. 
and when it's burning, call their names and find a knife and stab at them, stab at them. I mean, can you, can, if I came and stood here telling you that I do that, would you come again? No, we don't want this foolish man. It's not, it's not even foolish, foolish as describing this evil man. We are ministers of grace. No, that's wrong. We are not ministers of grace. We are supposed to be ministers of grace. Is my English correct? We are supposed to be. So let us be. Let us be, my friend. Some things you preach about, and people really get angry. Listen, you want to get angry? Please feel free. I invite you on this time. Let it be my Christmas present that you got angry with me because I preached the truth. Yeah? Let it be my Christmas present. Be not dismayed, whatever be tired, God will take care of you. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. What is good for necessary education, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Isn't that just beautiful? That it may impart grace to the hearers. Sunday, it was that it may impart grace. When you open your mouth, I was speaking to Elder Collar this morning. I think it was Elder Collar. I said, I can't stand people. I've said, I can't stand people who insult. They are the worst kind of human beings. Let me say that again. If you have the ministry, a good ministry of insulting people, you are the worst kind of human being. What do we want to insult people for? Come on, is life so bad? Cheer up, man. Find something good with your mouth to say. Interesting things men have written about grace. I keep on reflecting on grace. You know something, whenever you think of something and you think it's original with you, go onto the internet and type it, then you find that somebody has thought about it already. But don't get upset. It just tells you that you're in a good place. So I was talking about all my things. Prisms, prisms of grace. Not prison, prisms. Yesterday I was in the prayer meeting, so I asked Pastor Sam, I said, you are a scientist, and he, the, man, the, the man exceeded himself. Absolutely wonderful. At least the, the money wasn't spent on him badly in that regard. Praise God for that. Prisms of grace. Pri grace is like a prism. It reflects the many ways that God bends himself in our direction to show his love. Don't you just love that? God bends himself to show us love. Husband, bend yourself to show love to your wife. Abraham Saki, uh, what you are saying, you must practice that yourself. Someone say amen. Nayunko. Yeah. <laughs> A prism is an optical component that serves one of two major functions. It appears as light or it modifies the direction and sometimes polarization of light. There was more to that. And I said, in Mansaki, you don't understand that yourself. Don't come and stand here and read it to them. I picked that up from the internet. That's a prison. And through that, when, when, the, when the light, I, was, I, I wrote something yesterday. I gave a homework. Shades of grace. Think about this. Uh, 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 my friend Bio, instead of admiring your wife, yes, by all means admire your wife, but think of, think of shades of grace. They say, grace, grace, God's grace. You don't believe in what I'm saying. <laughs> Prisms, and it, it, it runs through it. No, this is, this is very, very serious. There are, there is not only just one grace. We use the word grace as a word, uh, a generic term, but there are shades and strands of grace. If you think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you may just come to understand it. 
If you think of the, of, 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 of the uh, ministerial gifts in Collins, so the prism, I said to myself, if I stand in the direction and the light of God shines through me, what comes out of me over there will be beautiful. Don't you agree? I want to see beauty in you, my friend. I want to see beauty. Yes, I don't mind you looking beautiful physically. So long as you pay your tithe, not, not your tithe money, you're going to use it to do something else, Abraham Saki. No, I'm only speaking on behalf of Big Joe because it's he who takes the money in, in there. But, you know, stand with you. There's something beautiful about you. There's something lovely about you. The way you speak. And the grammar may be wrong. The pronunciation may be bad. But there is something about you that masks the whole thing. The glory and the beauty of God. You say, wow, there's something about this lady. There's something about this man. There's something that just fine attracting. So we talk of prisms of grace. We can talk of a kaleidoscope of grace. You can describe something that is made up of a lot of different and frequently changing colors or elements as a kaleidoscope. We all don't have the same grace. So many. But when you are totally, when you are totally deficient of certain graces, then you know that something's wrong. We all are supposed to have little bits of it somewhere. I'm not going to, I've written a reflection on this, so I'm, going to, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to talk about, about it now. But something must come out of you. Vehicles of grace. Carriers of grace. Conduits of grace. Messengers of God. After all, God is a God of grace. And if we are messengers of God, then wherever we go, something of him must exude through us. Wow. That's what it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. Let me read to you a few scriptures. I love this. I love this. Slide 11. A vehicle and an example of grace. 2 Samuel 9, 1 to 3. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Someone say, for Jonathan's sake. If the person sitting next to you is not saying, say, so what's your problem? For Jonathan's sake, for the sake of your father, for the sake of your mother, who was good to me, for the sake of your father, who was like a father to me over here, I will do you no evil. What, what are you living? What, what are you, we, we spoke about uh, living a deposit. No, what's it? I'm not talking, you leave, leave something behind. Legacy, thank you very much, you're more clever. Leave a legacy, someone can look back. They think about it. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You know, some papa was a rolling stone, my son. Don't want papas who are rolling stones. But your father was good. Your mother was good. Something good. Let us leave something behind, friends. Let us leave something behind, for goodness sake. <laughs> I don't know what I'm quoting. Ronald Bunker says, there is no advantage in being rude. There's no advantage in being ignorant. There's no advantage in fighting everybody. You will need a friend. It won't be long. You're going to need somebody to lean on. Yes. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Hey, how are you? I've been seeing you for ages. Sorry. It's you. It's him who I've sacked you as a team manager long ago because anyway, you will need a friend. I was saying to somebody, I tell you what, during the building program, the Polish guy said to me, it's good to be, it's, it's good to be friendly, isn't it? I said, yeah. 
This could be friendly. Naturally, please don't use it. Naturally, I'm not a, uh, I'm a, I'm a very I don't warm up to people just like, hey. After we spoke for two seconds, I realized that you were a spare supporter. Then, hey, we are friends long ago. If you ask not support, I'll tell you exactly where to go. Somebody was just asking me how's my week been. I tell him to go away. <laughs> I, am, I, I am digressing now. So go back to slide 11. Now David said, is there, anyone, is, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? May somebody say that about you. May somebody say that. Live your life properly. Live it properly. Stop insulting people. Stop sowing seeds of discord for people. You say, I'm sorry, you're hungry. Yes, I'm hungry. And I have no apology. Stop it, my friend. Hey, I was speaking to somebody during the week, and she was telling somebody about a, ch uh, uh, a child. There's a child. I said, listen, if your children are going to have help, let's get them close to their leaders. Some of you, your children, will not come anywhere near us because of what you said to them. Because you have an evil heart. And so you keep them away. And then when you run into... Listen, if you're going to come to challenge me after this, just come and stand the pulpit and we discuss it. And you realize that you really have an evil heart. The child knows that there are men and women of God in the church. So when push comes to shove, they know where to go. There are things I can talk about, but I don't want to talk too plainly. I was just sharing with uh, one or two people. Do you know how many people that you know? Well, you wouldn't know who through the pandemic, they are dead and gone that you don't didn't even know. And then you begin to ask about them. So, oh, no, well, I said, this is what I went through. But then they, then they come back to you. Live your life. Well, live it properly. And there was a servant of the, of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? And he said, at your service. That is either a Nigerian or a Ghanaian. Yes, so are you Ziba? At your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show? Read the next one for me. The kindness of God. When I read that, something I will show him the kindness of God. We have people in this church that I've known for ages. I came in 1981. And so the history is there. Now we're talking home. I did say that this sermon is not just for here, but for everyone. But the kindness. David uses the term, the kindness of God. Honorable, I'd like to show you the kindness of God. Uh, don't respect any man, you. <laughs> if, it ever came to, if it ever came to that, I would never say no. I said if ever. But if you got if you got a thousand pounds in your pocket and you want my ten pounds <laughs> in Banu, as we say, where I come from, Banu, no. But the thing is, this a vehicle of grace. Is there someone still left for the sake of Jonathan? If you know the history between. Saul and David, cut the mouse. But when you talk of Jonathan, Jonathan was good to David. 
Because of him, Saul, he called him everyone, you worthless son of a worthless woman. Chai! A whole king of Israel insulting his son and insulting his wife also. Why you? Oh, let me shut now before someone tells me I'm sorry, somebody. Don't insult your wife. Saul said, you worthless son of a worthless woman. When you were marrying her, when you were producing a child with her, was she worthless? Oh, you are now mobile. Let us pause to give thanks. Ever since we began this series, I have since much to share the heart and to confirm what I know already. That is, God is working among us indeed. Someone say amen. amen. The prayers that have been prayed, comments and declarations made, testimonies given, the hymns that have been sung from grateful hearts, personal contemplation before during and after sleep have been tremendous. I, find, I go to bed thinking of grace. I wake up in the, night, in, the, in the middle of the night thinking of grace. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking of grace and there's a lot running through my mind. Grace. Yesterday at the prayer meeting, somebody said, we, we, we told that grace is the merit favor of God. So how then are we asked to grow in grace? It doesn't seem, yeah, that's why I said, who understands grace? Find somewhere, sit down quietly, begin to reflect the God of all grace. We have been admonished or encouraged to embrace grace. What a wonderful concept. Embrace. This is how you embrace. Embrace grace. Let grace be your companion. We have heard of, the te- of, of such terms as carriers of grace, carried by grace, vehicles of grace, dispensers of grace. I like the word dispenser. When we grow up, uh, my father would say, go to the, go to the dispensers. You call it pharmacy now, you call it, um, what's it again? It's chemistry, it's not chemistry. I was here in the street, that what confused me. You are the pharmacy and you are the chemist. I like the good old world, world a dispenser. The man is a dispenser, to dispense to give. I like uh, elders, uh, presbytery, I like you to be the pastor, look at the dispensers. When it fits, I stand at the door, your hand in your pocket, hey, Abraham Saki, I'm a dispenser. With a smile on your face, of course. Yeah? I must stress that we have not come up with any new revelations ourselves. Our spirits have been opened to what has already been there, that's always been there, and we are delighted. Now, let me talk about this. I ask a question, and people perhaps let me ask a proper question. What ministering grace, what ministering grace is not? It is not affirming people when there's nothing to affirm. Speaking sweetly, whatever that means, when a word of rebuke is required. Somebody has been very terrible. You ask somebody, why, why have you come to church late? Or why did you beat, why did you beat your wife? Why did you beat your husband? Oh, I don't like that man. He doesn't speak with grace. Any pastor, any leader who does not ask the question is a disgrace. They say, we're doing, long ago we did a ministry, we did something on um, men in big positions who maltreat and beat up their wives. And we, I read, on, in America, you dare not ask those kind of questions. Because the pastor sitting there, the man sitting over there is a judge, high court, whatever it is. And he maltreats his wife. How do, you t- how do you tell him not to do that? When you finish preaching that message, you've lost your job. Because he's, he, hold, he, hold, he holds the purse, purse strings. Come on, friends. Come on. 
When we talk of speaking gracefully, it's not saying that that is wrong. If that were so, Christ never spoke with grace. He called them whited sepulchres. You brood of vipers, John the Baptist said. And I'm not suggesting that you go about calling people brood of vipers because um, they will show you what vipers can do. It's as simple as that. But when something is wrong, it is wrong. And the minister, the leader, who cannot tell people because he's afraid of... You, you are, listen, you're not doing it because you love the people. You are doing it, you're not doing it because you are afraid. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Oh, he doesn't speak with grace. Someone say, he comes to tell us off. When I hear someone, I don't come to tell anybody off. That's not my ministry. You have heard it said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, you have heard it said, speaking gracefully is doing exactly what God will want you to do. Someone say, Amen. Amen. Oh, he never offends anybody. If that is the case, then Christ never spoke with grace. Because some dancers were preaching, they were seeking to kill him. Paul, they were seeking to kill him. They called him. You know something? I was reading, Paul was writing, Paul says, in insults. In insults. So I said to myself, when you hear somebody insulting you, don't take yourself too seriously. Better people than you have been insulted. It was a great Solomon who said, if you hear someone insulting you, <laughs> don't be upset. Because you yourself have insulted somebody sometimes. So, one, one, go, let's draw, and we carry on. Pleasing everyone, woe to you when all people speak well of you. For so their fathers did to the false prophets. If everyone says, oh, Abraham Saki, oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Now lie, he's not a great guy. He's been afraid to tell people when they are wrong. Please, let's carry on, Jerry. Amen. Let us make these our aim, and I'm going to be ministering grace will occur when the indwelling Holy Spirit is allowed enough room to express himself on the outside. Do you agree? Come on, let's start again. Now I'm going to ask you when I, whether you agree or whether I disagree. And when you are, okay, let's start again. Ministering grace will occur when the indwelling Holy Spirit is allowed enough room to express himself on the outside. Do you know that the Holy Ghost indwells you? Or is supposed to indwell you if you are a Christian? Let us come to the place of desiring to see the countenance of the preacher change as the word is proclaimed. As a choir leader leads, as a song ministry, as a person speaks to you, you see something of Christ in them. It's a great Reinhard Bunker who said he was speaking to a man once, he was witnessing to the man. The man had a cigarette in his mouth. All of a sudden, the cigarette fell out of his mouth. He said, what's wrong? The man looked at me and said, hey, I can see Christ looking at me through you. The one who dwells in thee will look throughout. That is what is called a minister of grace. And I'm not telling you stories. There are things I can say to you, but then you say he's boasting. Christ lives inside of me. So if Christ lives inside of me and there's a demon speaking out of you, then let us see where the power lies. The Christ who lives inside of me will look in the demon that sits inside of you and we see who is going to stand and who is going to fall. Ministers of grace. Hmm. Ministering grace will okay. care. No, let us come to the place of desiring. No, I've read that. Let us come to the place of desiring to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Let us desire and pray to hear the undeniable voice of God in our prayer and worship times. When somebody is leading you to pray, this morning we're here, we've been led. And if you're here, you can hear God 
in our prayers, in our song ministrations, in our prophecies. See, prophecies is God not in every prophecy. They are dry prophecies and they are wet prophecies. Talking of ministers of grace, we have a Reverend Ajibola is somewhere in Zambia now. I said, I woke up this morning. I said, Why don't you send? Why don't you send me some blessing? He said, Rosaki, what do you know? Send him money. No, no, it's not, it's not money. I didn't send him money. Yeah, just because you send him money, give me some money. I sent him. I sent him blessings. I, I just. He said, Oh, I'm ministering at Apostolic Church in Zambia. Blessings and proclamations, so that the atmosphere in our meetings will be charged. And everyone can say for truth, God is among you. Grace in our daily conduct. Listen to this. Let your speech always be with grace. Someone say amen. amen. This morning, one of the ladies was telling me the husband wasn't feeling well, so she cooked something for her, for him. And I said, did you put ginger in there? He said, yeah, I put a lot of ginger. And you know what we say? It, it will ginger you up. So ginger in your system will ginger you up and get rid of all the... May, may you find grace to cook ginger, cook, cook real uh, pepper soup for your, for your wife or for your husband. Someone say amen. amen. Smile at them. In fact, when you get home, say, in fact, only men are supposed to say this to your wife today. You don't come and say, hey, did you hear what Pastor Saki said? That lovely man, hear what he said? What did he say? Ginger. <laughs> Not just ginger. Ginger soup. Ginger <laughs> Let your speech always be with grace. Someone say amen. amen. Seasoned with salt. Some of us sit at table, the food is brought, we haven't even tasted it, and the first thing we reach for, the salt. That is not wisdom, is it? Don't tell your husband I said it's not wisdom, please. That you may know how you ought to answer each one. How to answer each one. You can be on the prayer platform on Zoom before you know somebody has snapped at you. No. How to answer? We snap at people. We, give, we make snide remarks. We kiss our teeth. There was one thing I was going to say, but sometimes you're preaching, somebody's sitting next to you, and they don't let you listen to the sermon. They're talking to you. They're making comments. Say, please, uh, uh, can I listen to the sermon? Please, Sergio, please. Yeah. And just in case I drop a Yoruba word here and there, I'm not speaking to Yoruba, so don't come and tell me that I was speaking to Yoruba, please. That will not be very clever on your part. The minister of grace at work. I'm going to finish very soon. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. This is the minister of God at work. And I like scripture, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is perfect, in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities than the power of Christ, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, listen to this. This is something that I wrote on. The grace and power of God is nullified when we try to be too clever in the things of God because we take the focus of God and point it to ourselves. You get too clever. And there are people who try to get too clever. 
When you try to do, become too clever, you nullify the power of the cross. Let us avoid it like the plague, knowing that God says, my glory I will share with no man. Have you been blessed with eloquence and the grace to see the beauty in speech and the arrangement of words to declare his glory? Then please employ it to the best of the grace provided as anything else will be deplorable and reprehensible. But your eloquence and finesse should not be what defines you. Not even the anointing on your life should be what defines you. Did you hear that? Not even the anointing of God should be what defines you. Wonderful man. When he preaches, well, fire comes out of his mouth. When he goes like this, fire comes out of his finger. No, my friend. When you have ministered, only his glory should ring loudest. And then the blessings of humanity should be next. Never you. God does not call us to be dull and unintelligent. On the contrary, our mission is to declare the greatness of God. It is to, it's not to show how great we are. Do not allow that to be your besetting sin. Some of us have a, 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 a besetting sin. When we come, we've spoken and, ooh, did you hear his diction? Did you hear the words he used? How he pronounced his words? Did you hear that? If that is what you are, then you are a total disgrace. You know something? Now I think I've gone a little bit. No. Whitfield. George Whitfield. George Whitfield was a great preacher. But they say that before he became a preacher, he was an orator. He was an actor. And so he had a gift of speaking. It was written of him somewhere. Did I write it down? No. I didn't put that. They said all he had to say was Mesopotamia. And then people say, ooh, they will fall down under the anointing of God. Mesopotamia. say Mesopotamia. That's all he had to say. And that was written by an unbeliever who people went to listen to him, not because of the message, but because of the way that he spoke. But he had that, that, that was that was that was that was how that was his training as a young man in Oxford, not Cambridge, Oxford. That's how he grew up. So he had that gift. And um, he preached, he preached for Jonathan Edwards, and Jonathan Edwards has to address the hey, let's be careful about this. When all you do is your eloquence, we talk about being vehicles of the grace of God. Listen, we are not being called to be dum dums. <laughs> Whenever I use that word dum dum, <laughs> I remember the woman who told me, We're standing in the corridor, she's a member of our church. She said, My husband beat me. I said, Why did your husband beat you? Because I called him a dum dum. When you call your husband a dum dum, what do you expect to get? You could have boom boom. I'm not suggesting that you do that. It was very funny. That way she, we were started laughing. He said, he beat you up. Why? I called him. How do you stand before your own husband and call him a dum-dum? Now, don't do that. And please, just in case you got a dum-dum, find the grace to say no. I was suspecting someone say amen. If she spits in your face, resist it. Please don't go and spit in their face, I beg. But what we're saying that, Eloquence is wonderful, and we should all desire to be eloquent. But eloquence should not be as some total. Or only his glory. When I finished ministering, when you finish ministering, people say, What a wonderful God he or she serves. Not what a wonderful man he is. He speaks good English. Of course, we must speak whatever language you speak, you must speak it. Do you understand? Vehicles 
I must finish now. When your presence brings peace, serenity, calmness, and a pleasant sense of belonging, then you know that you're a carrier of the grace of God. Grace welcomes. Grace always. I work, I work with a chap, African chap. I won't tell where he came from, but he was very angry with the boss. He had gone to the, the office, the, the partner's office, and the partner did last to him. He was so furious. You don't do that, people. In my country, you do that to dogs and, and cops. And he was so furious. Come. Grace welcomes. Somebody. Hey, I was going to say something before I, before I finish. Grace accepts people. Grace makes you accept people. There are people who will not accept us. I'm talking about Christians in the same church with you. I'm talking about family members. Abraham Saki, now you wonder why you got a few enemies. Somebody said to me, you got, uh, how many people love you? If a hundred only two hate you, then you are okay. Somebody said, Abraham Saki, you got more than two. It's the other way around. Does it matter? Nope. But we should. Perhaps you got an in-law. You got a, You listen to me online. You got a, your, your, your son has brought a wife home. You don't like her. And the poor girl says, what on earth have I done that my mother-in-law hates me? No, no, no. No. That is not of God. I did a wedding once. And I, I started, I said, this woman is going to break up this wedding. Of course she did. Of course she did. And the son-in-law knew. I said, Pastor Saki, I knew what she was going to do. And she went out of the way and she broke the wedding up. That is witchcraft. No other word can describe it. And she described herself as a woman of God. <laughs> you are a woman of something, but not of God, I can tell you. If I've said nothing, let's come to the place of being accepting of people. Let's accept people, my friend, for goodness sake. Let's accept people. I don't like you. Why do you not like me? I don't know why I don't like you, but I don't like you. I can't accept your person. If, if you are dead and they cut you 20 pieces, a billion pieces, the person will still hate you. Have you read Homer's Iliad? Where Agamemnon had killed his, uh, his, his, his opponent and for many days he was dragging the dead body around the place. The man is dead. It's deep hatred. Oh, have you received the grace to forgive? The grace. Oh, let me finish now. Let me finish. The grace to forgive. When James, Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the uncircumcised. They recognize. Do you recognize grace on anybody? You look at them, there is something. There is something. My, I, I, I didn't do well at French. Well, I didn't do well at anything at all in school. But hey, I passed my O-levels. Yeah? There is a something the French call je ne sais quoi. I don't know what. There is something about you that is so pleasing. And they saw the grace of God. Now, ultimate minister of grace. I love it. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Why? It's there, if you can it. For God was with him. Please stand with me. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Sake of the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. 
Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Centre, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.